This is Audio Gyan and I am your host Kedar Nimkar. Welcome to a deep dive into the minds of luminaries from the Indian creative world. In episode number 244, Sumana Chandrasekhar spoke about history of Ghattam. Immediately after the episode was released, Sangeeta Jawla connected and suggested that we could have done a precursor to Ghattam episode and document the plot. Well, better late than never. Today we have Sangeeta with us on Audio Can to talk about clay as a material and its history through stories and folklores. Sangeeta is a research scholar, a practicing potter, a storyteller. She engraves the potter's folk narratives collected across India on clay canvases. A visual depiction of potter's folk and real life narratives help us understand the community's folklore, social relations and material culture differently. Additionally as a woman practitioner she also focuses on questions of women agency since it's uh, most traditional potter communities women were not allowed to touch the wheel even while they were fully engaged with all other aspects of pottery production from preparing clay to decorating to selling. We'll try and document few stories and a brief history of clay intersecting from mythology to ecology and more. So welcome Sangeeta to Audio Gyan. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a real pleasure to have you on Audio Gyan. Thank you so much, Kedar. Yeah. So uh, as I said, uh, I've given like a small introduction about you, and I'm always uh, generally particular about adding uh, a few of the links and show notes in the in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, so so I would directly jump into the topic, sure. uh, and those who want to sort of understand your background and more about you can. definitely uh google and and look at the show notes but i wanted to kick start directly with the first question that how and why did we sort of discover pot or even like i don't know whether it was invented like what were the initial forms was clay from day one or uh, like yeah general like a landscape of how did uh, pot sort of looked long time ago okay so uh, when we are talking about a pot and yeah. uh, when i talk about a pot in my project so this pot uh, can be any pot it could be a utility vessel it could be a decorative piece but is always made by an artisan and is made of clay different kinds of clay that are available that that uh, you know have been there for uh, for time i mean since time uh, in memorial i mean we know clay products and all so this pot is not just a pot uh, i mean if we talk about the shape of the pot so it could be any shape i mean it's a multi utility vessel and uh, we uh, we trace the history or uh, in the uh, in in studying the indus valley civilization when we talk about the Uh, indian pot because my work is also about indian pottery so i would you know go back to the indus valley civilization where the indian pot was discovered and uh, uh, since clay was easily available it was procured for the usage of making these pots they were utility pots they were uh, even even uh, used for the for the kids for making their toys and even the dead mm. were also buried with the pots so this was one of the traditions due in the indus valley civilization and uh, if we talk about the clay the the clay was 
you know it was found in varied colors red and black were mostly uh, seen in the terracotta vessels and uh, they were not just plain shine plain shiny pots they they had many pictures and engraving drawn on them these uh, pictures the ideas were coming from the flora and fauna that is their surroundings and uh, the the pot was made uh, not just on the wheels i mean wheels were existing at that time and as per the you know research is being is concerned around this very civilization and the clay terracotta pots so wheels were available there the, uh, people were making it on the wheels and there were hand uh, molded pottery and not just pottery i mean not just the utility vessels but various figurines even masks and toys so many things were available during that time and since then the ideas people have been using the same ideas and people have been drawn towards clay and using them in their own manner so that's how you know the pot clay is discovered i will mm-hmm. add one one more point here so in the traditional and studio pottery which are two very two different traditions uh in the traditional pottery we have kulhad pochai we we uh, did not really have cups over there you know the hmm. mugs the proper rectangular shaped cups but in studio pottery the very first thing that that are taught to us is making a cup which is of course very difficult i mean it, it takes a lot of time and practice and uh, it's a work of patience so that's how even the you know this uh, this uh, this shape of the cup this particular kulhad so kulhad was actually part of this traditional uh, pottery but cup cup came through the studio pottery and again i'm talking mm-hmm. about the indian context so yeah so 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 this kulhad is sorry if i i'm not able to place it correctly and it's difficult for you to sort of visualize as well because it's a podcast but uh, rectangular and i mean it's like how like okay, is so, it has got like straight walls yeah 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 it has straight uh, vertical walls and even the hmm. base is also very straight it's not a rounded base kulhad is hmm. mostly rounded i'm talking i'm 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 differentiating between a kulhad and a cup kulhad is okay. traditional pottery cup is a studio pottery so so got yeah. it and and sorry sorry to interrupt but uh, i mean we don't need like really the wheel to make the rectangle one or do we need for that as well no no the, uh, we we do use i mean even hand molded there are a lot of good potters they make you know make it with their hands not using the wheel but yeah in a studio pottery the cup is actually made that rectangular cylindrical cup that i'm talking about so that is made on the wheel itself and that is the trick i mean it takes a lot of time and you know patience when we are making that particular uh, particular cup on the mm. wheel got it so i'm i'm little digressing uh, from what we discussed but yeah. when it started i'm sure there must be some sort of tinkering around the material and like figuring out what can we do with it are, are there any like quick anecdotes or any story that sort of triggered the imagination of human beings to use this as a container as a vessel 
as like what were sort of like did it solidify quickly um, or when the wheel was not there what was like the drive to make something like that so since uh, uh, i mean clay was e- easily available and when i'm saying clay i'm talking about terracotta here mm-hmm. so there are different kinds of clays as well i mean stoneware which is used in again uh, studio pottery and uh, by the traditional potters mostly terracotta is used so the quality of terracotta is such that uh, it uh, uh, i mean they are considered pure vessels you know when even the uh, for the curd for milk it's very healthy it's considered very healthy and uh, giving shape to this particular clay terracotta is quite easy and it it is also baked at a lower temperature than the stoneware pot- pottery and uh, we also know the the color of this particular clay the clay color the that mitti color that we see so this is the terracotta clay that um, that gives the particular color and uh, uh, since giving shape to it is easy so uh, i mean uh, for the people for for example women when they are not allowed to uh, use the wheel so they are using hand molding they are using pinching they using uh, other ways in which the clay is molded and then giving shape to them so that's how uh, oh. yeah interesting and and whatever little bit i've seen in north india this is seem to be more prevalent so any particular reason uh, like it's it's uh, because when i i remember when i spoke to sumana it was slightly on the musical context where uh, once there's a break or there's a crack in the in the ghatam it's there's no use of it you have to almost like throw it away right. uh but in this case i'm sure you can see like piles of small cups and these kullards just lying everywhere uh, are these sort of do they dissolve again and then can you make it from the same clay or like how does it work okay so when we make a pot any any pot i mean any shaped pot so uh, we first uh, prepare the clay and there are a lot of uh, ways in which the clay is also prepared and when we start making the pot when we give shape to it we keep it to dry and then we bake it so the dry pot actually dissolves when it is it is baked again like uh, i i i talked about the curd or milk and water when the pot which is used for all these things is actually the baked pot hmm. so there is this uh, Uh, uh this idea of you know baked and unbaked as well which is very important so in the, uh, in uh, ma- many love stories uh like he ranja sasi punnu so in these stories the heroine actually goes into the lake using the unbaked pot she thinks that it, it's a baked pot but it was unbaked and hence dissolved in the, into the water mm. and uh, the baked pot would not dissolve baked pot is stronger but uh in the the idea that uh, you know mitti se mitti mil jana the clay dissolves you know and uh, the clay becomes clay so that particular clay is actually the unbaked clay only hmm, hmm. the baked clay is uh, mostly used uh, uh, by the traditional potters in the baking process so uh, they use it Uh, i mean in the in their kiln in their bhatti 
they keep the pots the the pots that they make and then these broken shards are actually used for the for covering all the vessels mm. they are always used and reused they, they don't really throw them so that's how you know in multiple ways this particular clay and the products baked or unbaked are used and reused wow great so so slightly changing tracks here uh, can you sort of talk a little bit about the narratives which is has been your sort of core focus as well uh, around the title of potters um, uh, from what i know i know kumbhar uh, but when i was going through like some research prajapati is something so can you can you talk a little bit about that where did these words came how do these people got these titles are these titles generally about it okay so here um, i'll 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 start uh, with the introduction of my research only yeah uh, which i'm conducting from last 6 uh, to 7 years and uh, i'm a research scholar in english literature and uh, my thesis is based on the study of material culture social relations and folk narratives of the community of potters so among the varied narratives songs quips that i collected across the community of potters span india the narratives around the title of the potters are quite prominent Hmm. and very interesting for example in one of the tales from haryana the uh, i mean these potters are telling the tales and they are very you know very confident very happy about telling these tales because it's about how they are so important you know among all the 36 communities or castes that you know the division 36 castes that is there so how how they are very very important so in this particular story this uh, raja this king whose name is baksar he actually goes to hell for a quest and gets a sugar cane as a reward hmm. and then he distributes this particular sugar cane to all these 36 communities and asks to uh, preserve this sugar cane or else they'll be killed and uh, so what all the people did they actually ate their share i mean they ate their sugar canes but the potter Uh, he was so busy that he just kept it beside his clay, and uh, with sugar cane, it it actually grows in on its own if it finds you know clay. Uh, so it grows it on its own, and uh, when the king comes back after a long time and asks for the sugar cane piece, and nobody replied except for the potter who actually gives many sugar canes to the back to the king. Hmm. So the king was so impressed that he gives. the title of prajapati to the potter and prajapati actually means if we break it into two terms praja plus pat pat is the honor mm-hmm. and praja is the people so it's basically the he actually kept the honor of the people i mean the other other 35 communities and that's how he became the you know the top, top of everyone got it the, the yeah so the term prajapati is actually also used for brahma and uh, so there is this one uh, uh, interesting tale uh, which is again very prominent pan india i mean in maharashtra haryana rajasthan and many other places this particular tale the uh, i mean the ending changes but the tale remains the same the characters also change a little bit so this particular tale is about uh, shiv parvati marriage mm. so in this particular tale Uh, i i mean a potter is actually very very important in the north indian weddings 
then the potter's chalk that is the wheel is also worshipped and the clay vessels are very important so a potter's presence is very important in the indian uh, north indian marriages mm. so this particular shiv parvati uh, narrative in which shiv parvati vivah is going on and the gods are asking the potter to make the clay products and the potter says that uh, he does not have enough you know he does not have tools at all because he's not very rich and for us i mean shiv parvati vivah he of course definitely needs you know proper tools so what the gods did they came together and uh, each god offered the weaponry at their disposal for example vishnu's chakra becomes the wheel of the potter mm. and then hanuman's gada that is the hammer becomes the thapi thapi is that beating tool for the potter and shiva's janeu that is the sacred thread that becomes the cutting thread for the potter and shiva's kamandal that is the bowl for arms it becomes the chakarna that is the vessel in which we keep on wetting our you know mm. hands while making pottery so in each so in the end the potter created uh, uh, i mean created the vessels and then brahma uh, awarded to uh, awarded the title prajapati to the to the potter wow brahma whose own title was actually prajapati and prajapati here means lord of the universe mm. so that title is actually given to the to 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 the potter wow fascinating <laughs> yeah and kumbhar kumbhar is actually i mean uh, a potter is translated in hindi as kumhar in north india i mean hindi Mm. and in various lang- languages i mean in maharashtra in, in the southern belt uh, he is called kumbhar in uh, 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 in sanskrit derivations there are terms like uh, kumbha ku- kumbara kovara kanares so all these kumara or kumarullu in telugu and uh, in tamil it's called uh, kusavan or kulalan so the, so uh, in malayalam it's called kus, uh, again it's called kusavan and kuyarun uh, uh, as well so it's actually the that is more linguistic i mean it it based in the context so it's basically the translation kumhar is kumar or kumbar is the translation mm-hmm. but prajapati is actually a larger you know there is a narrative there are a lot of narratives behind this particular term given to to the potter got it and and these like prajapati is the like the most well known or there are other names as well apart from uh, the, the yeah yeah i uh, know there are uh, different names depending on because potters are also divided uh, for example in haryana they there are six categories among the potters so all the wow. six categories also have their own names and uh, for example there is uh, one i remember in uh, haryana gola kumbhar and those were those are the kumbhar that make the pottery the mm. others for example some owns a donkey and so th- there is a significance to each particular division and i'm just talking about haryana here in each section i mean as far as i've read in many states and in the division it's it it differs accordingly mm. so there are multiple categories among the kumbhars as well so prajapati title is used by a lot of them and many other titles it's not just prajapati or kumhar Some, sometimes they also just name them as like sangeeta kumhar 
so something like this but prajapati is the title mostly used uh, across got it got it so speaking about donkeys is like my next question which was like what seemed to have come a very long way uh, it has connected many things uh, so like i'm sure it's it's like a very long journey but since you have academically sort of tried to tried to study it are there any important milestone in this journey like uh, the tools were invented in like x uh years or or then they started using donkey maybe you want to like touch upon the gender aspect of it when was it allowed when was it not i think there was some poetry also which you had shared in which it's mentioned but i don't know whether it was practiced uh even the the music and maybe some stories which sort of help us visualize the entire timeline or whatever landscape you have studied yeah so uh, about the timeline it's very i mean that would be a different project altogether because pottery has always been there mm. and these ideas have been each of these ideas that you just mentioned these are always connected to them in archaeology we studied and study them differently for example there were a few researchers that i uh, that i met in you in the us one person was working on the detective fiction on pottery Oh. so this area can be you know i mean they, people are researching in different ways this other woman she is working on the children's fiction on pottery hmm. so so hmm. th- those are two uh, you know the two things that i found in my journey then uh, my particular work is about the narratives and since i consider myself a storyteller and i have met in my journey the storytellers from the community of the potters only and uh, so I, for this particular answer i want to talk in narratives only please yeah telling the narratives about the uh, the particular and that's what my research is about i'm telling the narratives and then i'm analyzing those narratives in multiple aspects hmm. like caste gender and other social relations so uh, i mean before beginning with e- with each aspect it is important to know about the the material culture studies in the context of pottery in which uh, uh, in which we see how a pot that is any clay vessel is significant to its maker and how the artifact that is the, the that is the pot itself and the maker are giving identity to each other so wow. this material culture aspect is very important both are giving identity to each other clay is giving identity to the potter because the caste of the potter is defined through his work with clay mm. right and uh, the potter uh, gives the shape to the clay which is very apparent so in i'll, I'll give answer to this particular one in uh, there are two urdu couplets that i found hmm. and we see this particular analogy of this relation between a clay and a potter or a wheel per se so this first uh, urdu couplet by abhishek shukla it goes like जिंदगी चाक की गर्दिश के सिवा कुछ भी नहीं मैं अगर कूजागरी छोड़ दू तो मिट्टी हो जाऊं वेरी फिलोसफिकल अगेन इफ अ पॉटर नेचर ऑक्यूपेशन और आइडेंटिटी इज टू मेक द पॉट्स एंड इफ ही लीव्स इट ही विल हैव नो आइडेंटिटी ऑफ इज ओन द कुम्हार द कुम्हार इज ओनली टू आई मीन द नेम कुम्हार इट हिज ऑक्यूपेशन इज बेस्ड ऑन पॉटरी and if he leaves it he becomes clay himself 
beautiful so this is uh, yeah this is one and by munawar rana there is one another beautiful couplet main hu mitti to mujhe kooza garo tak pahuncha main khilona hu to bachcho ke hawale kar de so the, hmm. again that mitti and kooza kooza gar is basically the potter hmm. so if you think that i'm just clay then leave me to the potter send me where i belong so i can be of some use so clay's identity is when the potter is using it otherwise it, it nobody counts it mm-hmm. so uh, yeah so the coming back to the narratives i mean uh, the tool story i already talked about in the shiv parvati viva uh, about the wheel the spinning of the wheel there are many narratives about the spinning of the wheel itself even the gift of spinning of that wheel is given by gods and uh, uh, this other tool which is a tapping vessel a tapping tool uh, with which we tap the clay vessels is very important and is used in the philosophical and bhakti narratives so i'll tell one tale here of gora bhakt kumbhar who is a 12th century bhakti saint born in osmanabad maharashtra so he was invited to this gathering of other with other saints where he had to bring his particular tapping tool and uh, he was asked to tap this tool on the foreheads of the young uh, bhaktas of that time i mean he was the oldest one so there were other bhaktas like namdev chokha mela mukta bai and others mm-hmm. so by tapping these foreheads he was actually telling if this particular human body which is actually a pot i mean which is wow. considered his clay vessel is is baked or not that is knowledgeable or not amazing so that's how this yeah so that's how this uh, you know tool narrative is very very interesting i mean each tool has a particular narrative to it and the, so so uh, this uh, tapping tool is used here and when it comes to the donkey tales we get to see that how the naivety of the donkey is related to the naivety of the potter so in the potter tales the potter is a very very naive man he won't have anything to do with the monetary aspect you know and uh, he 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 is not the one among the caste uh, uh, fo- folklore uh, who gets the money so he always gets a what clay mitti mm. a donkey as a draught animal so donkey is a draught animal to the potter and how the potters are naive and lose material wealth and frowned upon for being the owner of the donkey mm. and the in the narrative the donkey is depicted as a talking animal as well who brings miracles to the life of the potter and uh, the donkey is also seen in the caste narratives of the potter again because of the of carrying loads and uh, even even carrying loads is uh, similar to the caste burden that is carried by the potter and uh, the element of cleanliness and purity is also considered when it comes to the donkey narratives and in one particular tale it is told that how i mean this potter was telling that how the donkey actually becomes the draught animal to the potter like how donkey came into being in the, in the life of a potter hmm. so once the uh, once the potter goes to god and says that uh, ask i mean demanded for demands for a for an animal which can use which he can use in his pottery uh, for carrying loads and all so gods give uh, uh, gifts 
I mean, he does not ask for a donkey. He just says that I want an animal, mm. and God gives him an elephant, and the donkey then says that I don't have a big house. I cannot feed a, you know, this big an animal. So the, can the you give me says. the potter the says potter, yeah. Yeah, the potter says that I cannot feed a this big an animal. So through this, we also see that how the potter does not have a big house. That means the potter is not rich. So this particular story is telling all these, you know, hmm. elements. I'm talking about all these elements. Then the, the then God gives him a, a camel, and because of the hums of the camel, I mean, the potter says that I cannot load my clay, and I want an animal which can which whose maintenance is very easy. I hmm. don't have to feed. So in the end, he gets the donkey. <laughs> so so that's where the you know donkey comes and in the in the narratives of the potters it's so About fascinating sorry uh, so yeah. we are we are getting into this gender aspect and uh, uh, i want to just double click on it further but before that uh, there's also one story which i heard about i think uh, kumbhar uh, gora kumbhar only from maharashtra where he in the bhakti sort of zone he stamps on one of his child something like that can you can you 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 are aware of it yeah of course i am i mean i'm i'm trying to write the paper on this i i actually went i got to know that there is a potter existing in the bhakti tradition and it the potter actually has more than 15 temples in maharashtra wow hmm. and all these bhakta temples are actually uh, you know adjacent almost adjacent to the main Bittal's temple, which mm. Bittal again is uh, one Important. group of yeah, yeah yeah of Vishnu, mm. so incarnation. So um so I went to Maharashtra to explore. I wanted to know the story of this potter because there were a few texts that were available, but again in Mar- Marathi, and they were not really available. I could not to get them delivered in Delhi. Mm. So I wanted to. I seriously wanted to go there, visit the temples. listen to the stories by the bhaktas there so i went there and uh, in i went to osmanabad alandi devachi pandharpur the mm. largest pilgrimage site and uh, i got to know the whole story that how he stands on his one th- there was just one kid only and uh, he stands over his toddler and uh, then his i mean there is this depiction that the blood and mitti becomes one the potter could not see it because he was too much into the bhakti of vithal mm. and then the wife comes and then started scolding starts scolding uh, you know uh, goroba his other name gora bhakta or, or goroba and <clears throat> then the uh, the miracle happens where the vithal and his uh, wife comes to help in the business of uh, uh, pottery for this potter because uh, in that process i mean it's a long story in uh, uh, what happens further is that he also cuts his own hands so there are no hands so he required hands to make his pottery so that's why vithal and his wife comes mm. so this analogy of you know using hands wheels like hands and wheels are very much used alongside if there are no there is no wheel that on, then only hands can be used and again the gender aspect come there because women if they are not allowed to use the wheel so their hands come in you know come into the work mm-hmm. 
and uh, so so uh, if i can come to the gender aspect yes here, yes then? please yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. Hmm. so in uh, women in the potter's families are mostly not allowed to touch the wheel it still happens it is still practiced and i have mostly heard the stories from uh, north india so touching the wheel and giving shape to the potters to the pots has been a male prerogative and a taboo for women but instead women uh, you know mark their place in by using hand molding pinching slabbing and other processes where the okay so in rajula rajula shah the documentary maker so she actually uh, documented these three uh women from th- three different states one was from manipur the other was from rajasthan and the third one from mp so these women were making their own spaces by creating their own vessels without using the wheel so very beautifully rajula shah says in her in her movie that how the woman becomes the wheel herself hmm so for example this was uh, told in the context of manipur so what happens when a potter makes the wheel uh, makes a pot so the potter is sitting the wheel is rotating but here because there is no wheel it cannot rotate so what they do they use a plane surface they start making pottery there by coiling and other processes and then they revolve a lot uh, revolve themselves hmm Hmm. the the wheel is the biggest there is no wheel so they they revolve themselves so that's how the woman becomes wheel herself hmm. so uh, this is one and uh, there is another poem i i cannot really because i don't know the language one poem by shishunar sharif and this is i guess in tamil uh, it goes like kumbha rakhi eki kumbha rakhi brahmand vela so i i cannot really sing i don't know <laughs> the language <laughs> so this particular this particular poem is actually about how a woman by uh just a second i i i have the translated version of it so yeah so it, it was like here is a woman potter who holds inside her the entire cosmos with material wealth as the clay body as water mind as bonding element virtue as fragrance with bhakti as the wheel dhyan as the stick she turns the wheel 360 times and makes the pot so that means that in many traditions women were making the pot on the wheel mm-hmm. that's what this philosophical poem is telling but in the in many other contexts they are not so that's how they are making their own space by without using the wheel so they, they they are saying that we don't really need the wheel to make the pot it's it's so beautiful yeah i mean i don't know are there so like since you are studying it are these sort of you can see them unfolding uh see them organically fitting into each other or are these sort of interpretations and then layers sort of emerging are, out of i mean i started my work as a as an academic project mm-hmm. i wanted to learn the stories of the potters like how they came into being their mythologies and all mm-hmm. but when i went into the villages when i was talking to these potters they instead of those stories I, when i'm asking them tell me your stories so of course they don't understand what folk story is they are telling their real life narratives 
and then i so i let them discuss that and then i further asked them is there any mythology related to it and then they came to these stories so that's how these are very very organically related for example there is one story <clears throat> this king uh, uh this king wants to uh, i mean uh, uh, it was actually related to this donkey this donkey was uh, with this potter and there were some magical powers with the donkey so this uh, potter family was just one potter family in that particular village and again we know that uh, in the village setting we have different families different caste artisans who actually create something for the community right i mean pots are created by the potter so that's how it's organically built i mean in the village space we have these divisions of different castes but they are all all of them are helping each other in one way or the other so a pot would be in every household mm. so in this particular story this donkey is somehow having magical qualities and the potter is actually getting scared of his donkey that you know he might destroy us all so what the potter family does they try to escape from the village and since it's the only potter family so the raja the king comes to the potter and says that why are you leaving so then the potter you know tells the whole story and all that that's a different part but when the potter is leaving so it actually can uh, change the whole scenario i mean who will make the pots mm. so this is part of a story but again the migration of the potters why is it happening because there is no work in one place in other for example the potters in uttam nagar where i started my documentation actually so in uttam nagar these potters have come from haryana and rajasthan in albar jhajjar and all these places so why have they migrated because there is no work there so through these stories you know with these fictional tales they are telling their real tales hmm. so that's how they are reclaiming their mm-hmm. uh, their spaces so yeah yeah seems to be yeah i mean lot of philosophy and lot of layers to it uh, in fact i have little bit of listening um, uh, some vedanta podcasts and and yeah. this seems to be like very profound certain very profound questions are answered or maybe asked through these narratives or or generally clay and pot as an example in vedanta yeah i mean there is this clay and pot example giving given very yeah. very commonly that uh if if there's no like like can you separate a pot and a clay right you can't really because uh, it's like wave and the water so uh yeah so can you talk a little bit about the making of the pot and these sort of analogies which you are talking about the beating of the clay the baking of the clay are there any stories around it where uh there are uh something to infer or something like direct correlation as you mentioned about migration yeah so um there i mean making of a pot beating of a pot baking of a pot burning of pot shaping it spinning it there are a lot of stories around all these mm-hmm. i'll touch some of the stories maybe for example beating of the pot that potter kumhar kumbhar gora kumbhar when he is asked to come in the gathering and beat so that beating of the forehead of these bhaktas so that comes in the analogy the philosophical aspect of beating of the pot why is the pot beaten hmm. so in our childhood also like they, they, there were this particular example of why i mean this beating of pot you know the t- teacher is also doing the same to the students Hmm. <laughs> and uh, the making again like i discussed with the sasipunnu tale where the heroine is actually going 
you know, using the pot, which is unbaked. So again, the baking is important. Hmm. Baking also, uh, again, I, I mean, comes in the beating story again. I mean, the baked, if the forehead is baked, if the pot is baked or not, that is, you know, has done away with all the ego or not. Hmm. And uh, so in, in the shaping of it, there were a few essays and many other stories that I learned in which they were telling that how a woman's body, I mean, if if a, for example, a very beautiful Urdu share, I just love this particular one. It goes like, Abhi to chaak par jari hai raksh mitti ka, abhi kumhar ki niyat badal bhi sakti hai. Hmm. <laughs> the dance of the clay is going on to the wheel and the pot can, I mean, the potter can change the shape of the 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 pot anytime. Hmm. So, so if yeah, and in, in many essays, it was, I mean, analyzed that how a woman potter would make the pot little bulgy with a, with a sleek neck. And a male potter would make it, uh, for example, even uh, Sumanna shared in one of the tales that how the stomach of this particular person is very big. So his fr- potter friend suggested to him to start playing a vessel which actually looks like his stomach. Mm. So to hide that stomach, he actually makes a stomach-like pot for him. So the shaping of the pot is very much uh, human-like. It has a base, it has a neck, it has a belly. Right? Mm. About the spinning of the tail, I will come to mm, the Vedanta philosophy. Mm. Advaita Vedanta, where Vivek Chudamani was written by Sri Shankaracharya and translated by Swami Madhvananda. So in this particular book, I found these two beautiful shlokas. And uh, I'll, I'll just read the translation. For example, oh. one is, Through the self of everything that exists, this Atman itself assuming the limitation of buddhi and wrongly identifying itself with, the, with this totally unreal entity, looks upon itself as something different, like earthen jars from the earth of which they are made. Mm. So again, you know, looking man is very again the ignorance yeah. and how ignorant man may consider earthen pots as something different from the earth with, with, with which they are made. In the other shloka, it is uh, I mean it's it, this is also very beautiful. It, this is about the the spinning of the wheel. So it says that the man of realization, bereft of the body idea, moves amid sense enjoyments like a man subject to transmigration. Through desires engendered by prarabdha work, he himself, however, lives unmoved in the body like a witness, free from mental oscillations, like the pivot of the potter's wheel. So here it is said that how we consider us, yeah, how we consider ourselves to be moving with the wheel. But no, that is not true. We are actually at the pivot. We are just looking at the world. We are just looking at the movement of the world. So that's how the in the philosophical aspect it goes there is again in the buddhist zen buddhist tradition which uh, this uh, uh, this teacher of mine her name is smriti vohra she works with zen buddhism this philosophical tradition she is also a potter herself and she engraved the narratives of the of uh, of the zen buddhist tradition so once i mean this particular one she shared by milarepa who says that even the earthen pot by once having existed and now by existing not demonstrates the nature of all conditioned phenomena 
but more especially it symbolizes human life therefore do i mila the devotee resolve the preserver unwaveringly the ardan pot which constituted my soul wealth by breaking has now given become a guru for it preaches to me a wondrous sermon of impermanence so the idea of impermanence by breaking of it and in the end i'll talk about this particular one haryanvi song which was uh, shared by this woman and it goes like re mela thode se din ka rach diya khel khiladi ne बिना चाक ये बर्तन ना उतरे कोई पक जा कोई कच्चा उतरे ये धन बर्तन माटी का घड़के धरा कुमारी ने सो अगेन दिस बॉडी इज मेड ऑफ क्ले इज बीइंग प्रिपेयर्ड बाय द पॉटर सो दैट्स हाउ द फिलोसफिकल एंड इट्स अनएंडिंग आई मीन आई आई हैव नॉट टॉक्ड अबाउट कबीर हियर ऑफ कोर्स वी हैव ऑल हर्ड अबाउट कबीर even galip talks about this uh, particular pot and uh, uh, this jal mein uh, i guess kabir talks about the jal mein kumbh kumbh mein jal and galip also uses this particular analogy so it's everywhere and it's like ghoom charakda this song by abida parveen again very philosophical so i mean it it's unending again just, so these uh, are few you uh, you know things that i found in my journey of the pot So that's why I'm sharing them here. Absolutely, this is so wonderful. I mean, uh, I can, yeah, I can't comprehend the, the 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 scale at which this must be like running for generations, and and yeah, it's it's just amazing. So again, I mean, even the narratives are not; they can't be stored in one in one session. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and you also do like. workshops and and physical sessions like like getting people do hands on and like yeah, i'm sure it must be very enriching to know these stories also as we go along so um before we conclude on like uh, who's the pot which is one of the project just wanted to touch upon you you have have sort of covered bunch of them but just like what kind of pots uh like because they're inscribed also so how do they decide that this is worth writing this is not worth writing any mm-hmm. sort of key iconic stories which you have found uh, in the journey yeah so i'll talk about my particular project here which is called who is the pot mm. and uh, this project actually uh, comes from this particular quote that i found this is by omar rubaiyat of omar khayyam which was translated by fitzgerald so this in this translation it says that all this of pot and potter tell me then who makes who sells who buys who is the pot so when i read it i was very very intrigued and i started looking for the answer that what is the pot so i was looking at it at as personification mm-hmm. that who is this pot so when i'm talking about a pot it could be any shape it could be any material and it could be any maker so the pot the potter as well female male and again the caste aspects as well so this pot actually contains all of it so when my i say my project is called who is the pot so it so it's it contains everything ghada kon hai so uh, the pot here is any clay object which is handmade and whose association with the maker is very intriguing 
in my particular work along with the, the narrative that i had documented collected that i shared with you there are a lot more that i could not uh, uh, but the so so uh, what i did in my journey i started because i was so intrigued by the stories the narratives and they are also talking about the the texture of the clay whenever they i mean of course it's their material so when they are talking about their caste and gender aspect they are also talking about clay as a material mm. so i was intrigued by the material itself and i thought that i should also start you know learning it i mean what is it about clay what is what is so uh, Uh, what is so yeah it's very it, of course it's very meditative so so what is so important about this clay so when i started making it i realized ki of course it's meditative it's a time consuming work mm. and again the 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 purity question why they are saying that it's not you know we are considered as dirty and uh, so why it's considered as dirty even when when i i mean all the potters out there they know that how dirty it gets mm. i mean uh, all our homes whenever wherever we are practicing pottery it's mitti is everywhere so that's how you know so this practical knowledge made me realize the the stories the, the aspects in the stories that i learned from the potters and uh, by uh, i mean uh, by learning pottery i also thought that you know maybe because i i i like storytelling and i i wanted to tell the stories through certain means so what i started doing i started drawing the stories i started engraving the stories on the material of the potters themselves so these stories are about the potters and the material on which it is drawn is of the potters which mm. belongs to the potter so that's how it becomes very very important and very very interesting for pe- with people i have shared it uh, over time so what i do i uh, engrave the folk stories folk narratives on the clay canvas and uh, these uh, there are varied uh, text uh, that i i have been uh, you know finding in my journey hmm. of who is the pot from gender like we discussed gender caste uh, social relations and uh, how the working with the artisan community you know and how this varna division even the question of music and the philosophy urdu shayari in which kuza and kuzagar is very important mm. so what i do here is i take for example i take up a story i think of it in a visual manner i mean for example there is a character there is a donkey story so i would draw a donkey maybe saying some dialogues and uh, i i would divide my canvas because my canvas again is varied this pot is not just one pot it is in different shapes so if it's a plate then i would divide maybe that plate in two parts or four parts think of the narratives in which this one particular canvas will be telling the one maybe one story or maybe half the stories maybe there are four plates telling one story maybe there is a round round canvas in which the story just moves mm. when we what itself so there are different aspects of the story the very important one that i which, which is very connected to me is uh drawing the picture of my informants i mean on one surface there is a bowl on the outer surface the person who told me the story is drawn the picture of the person physical picture like i clicked the picture of the person 
I drew that picture and the song that that particular pic- person is singing. So on the other side, I'll write the song. Wow. So that's how I I I have been there. Are a lot a lot other ideas. For example, I made a clay donkey out of clay. Mm. I mean, I can show you here, but again, it's a podcast. <laughs> oh. Wow. I wish I I'll, I'll just take like a screenshot and and put it for <laughs> yeah yeah great. So this is one and uh, the the narrative that I was sharing. I can uh, share these pictures of the board. So this is the woman who told me the story. Hmm. 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 Then the story that she told is here. Wow. On the other side of the board. Amazing. so that's how the different aspects for example there were there was a series of pots that i created on gender so in those pots like the the line itself that i said from uh, rajula shah that the woman becomes pot, uh, wheel herself mm-hmm. so in this particular pot this manipuri woman this mm. so this is from manipur so i have written manipur on the plate on the back side i have written the wheel become the woman becomes wheel herself amazing but alongside i also went with the line that the wheel the wheel, the wheel is absent the taboo remains intact hmm. this particular surface you can see it's a round small bowl with a lot of things written over everywhere so it's your choice as well however you you know pick it up and where you started reading it but you will understand it all in the mm. end mm. So that's that's what happens with the round canvas <laughs> and uh, for example there is a bowl in which a bhatti is shown mm. got it and on every side the different lang- the names of bhatti in different languages kill bhatti ava ava Hmm. And on the surface, it looks like a bhatti. Amazing! This is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> this is what my work is. Cool. Ah, uh, I, I like. Yeah, I can just keep going on and on. Ah, uh, but maybe for this particular episode, um, we'll we'll conclude. And I would really love to have another session where we can go deeper into sort of the research that you have done and pull out more stories which can be documented. but uh, yeah i think this is a good note to end thanks a lot uh, uh, sangeeta for giving your time it was a real enriching experience uh, got to learn a lot anything you want to just conclude uh, as like just want to share anything as a concluding thought um i and if people I, have to like collaborate with you or or reach out course, to you yeah. yeah so i am what i'm starting i mean my next venture is because i'm i'm a literature student reading the narratives going into folklore and then reading some archaeological work and even making of it so there are a lot of it's very interdisciplinary i mean it has over time it has become very interdisciplinary my work mm-hmm. so my next project is to start uh, teaching poetry and in that teaching i'll not be including just the tra- traditional aspects but also studio aspects the studio poetry and the traditional poetry so there is an amalgamation of both hmm. on the other hand i am to start with the exhibitions in the exhibitions the, the it's not just the pots lying there there will be documentation on the screens there will be a wheel kept in front where 
I will be working on and alongside telling the stories. Mm. So it's basically visual theater, lighting and all things combined. Yeah. There will be a proper exhibition. So I'm working on you know various projects as well. For example, Urdu Shairi on I'm writing a paper on Urdu Shairi only mm-hmm. about pot and pottery. That is all. There is another project on gender that I'm doing. It's called Who is the Potter? Hmm. So the identity of the potter. So that's how the this project is becoming bigger and bigger and I'm going very slow with it with each aspect so that I can get connected with people and people can see my work in different spaces yeah. where it will be in future hopefully will be you know presented. So yeah, so this is what my plan is for awesome. future. Awesome. Outlet. Yes. <laughs> many many uh what do you say like wishes for your like successful thing it happens and uh, all power to you and once again thanks a lot for your time it was great having you thank you so much kedar for having me thanks that's it and that's it from today's gyan session for show notes and more gyan visit audiogyan.com and if you wish to connect with me i am at audiogyan moments on instagram until then take care